still got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Good morning. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the show. You can get involved by calling 888-775-3773-888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E, Jesse. My biblical question for this week, why does God allow, why does God allow the devil to attack you? Why does God allow the devil to attack you? Amazing question. And lots, a lot of people have responded to it. Thank you. Um, because, you know, I'm hoping that if that's what you want, that you start to examine yourself. To know thyself. All right? We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on com slash show. Peterson dot com slash show and if you're busy and you're not able to sit and watch it right now you can podcast but you can also be listening live right now no matter where you are in the world or up and down the world some people think it's flat by uh, calling the listen line on your iPhone or iPad at 641-793-1500 Zero. That's six four one seven nine three one five zero zero. And um, of course, we are on social media. Follow us there. Amazing. Follow us there. Like, ring the bell, subscribe. Jesse Lee Peterson on Instagram and rumble.com. Slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Rumble.com. You got to know how to rumble to donate and have your comments read out loud. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash JLP Talk. Rebuildingaman.com and Bond JLP on Cash App. Bond JLP on Cash App. So, For the new listeners, it's Thursday. Not that you don't know that it's Thursday. 
But you might not be aware that every Thursday is Bible Bumper Thursday. Bible Thumper Thursday. What a mess. Grown men carrying on like that. Grown men carrying on like that. What up? No wonder the women are out of control. Bible Thumper. Bible Thumper Thursday. I, um, I, uh, as I've said over and over again, I do a lot of counseling by phone, Skype, a walk-in. And if you want counseling, family, intervention, or whatever, you can go to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, or call 800-411-2663, 800-411-BARN. And so I do a lot of counseling with men and women around the world, around the world. Every day, it's, it, it's just amazing. It's some, most of the time, not on Fridays because I have so much other stuff to do, but what I've come to realize, and not just now, but it's just becoming even more clearer to me, clearer and clearer, because all of the stories, in all honesty, all of the stories are the same, and reactions are the same to what's happening in their lives. And this is both men and women of all races. And it's so interesting to me because I'm learning or realizing a lot. And what I realize is that we've been lied to deeply, deeply, deeply lied to. Really. And as a result of that, we are suffering. Human beings are suffering like not going north. And it's, it's for two reasons. Number one, most human beings, most people are refusing and have refused. And you can't even convince them. That's why I don't try to convince anyone of anything. Because once your mind is made up, no human being can change your mind. And so um, but, uh, they're suffering greatly for two reasons. Number one is most human beings are not willing or ready to look at themselves to see what's going on with them, within themselves. And number two is that without a doubt, it's not even up for, for me. It's not even up for question now. It's not even up for wondering. Is that all human beings are possessed with evil spirits. All the torment that you feel on the inside, all the fears that you have, 
matter of fact, fear pretending to be normal and that you're supposed to have fear. It's the darkness, right? But all human beings are suffering inwardly, tormented by evil. By evil. And all evil spirits, all evil people, not only are they tormented within themselves, they're trying to torment other people. It's not physical at all. And the one thing I realized that the devil uses other people to deceive other people. Not only is he deceiving you within yourself, but he's using other people to deceive you because they're deceived. You're tormented by evil spirits. We all are until we start to work on it, see what's going on within ourselves, and then you will start to overcome it. It will change if you work on yourself. Ain't no other way out. Sorry. Well, not really sorry, but I'm going to tell you. And and the children of the devil make up because they're working on behalf of other devil. They've sold their souls to the devil, and they work at keeping you in hell as well by telling you things like it's racist, it's sexist, it's homophobia, it's lesbian, lesbianness. Is racism, I mean, it's uh, Debbie Dadism, it's uh, white supremacism, it's um, anti Semitism, it's uh, diversity, inclusiveism. They, they cover up evil with words to deceive you. And believe you me, if you're not paying attention to what's happening with self, you will be deceived with words. Words can either be your enemy or the uh, uh, unspoken word can be your friend. It's amazing. And everybody that's blind and not working on themselves, they all use the same words. I interviewed a woman, a female, yesterday on the Father's Day, just some brand new episodes yesterday after my radio show of the fallen states. And this one liberal woman, she had all the same words that all of the blind people have, like black excellence. Like, no such thing, black excellence. But she used that word because she's deceived, or those words, because she's deceived. And the Christians are as deceived as the so-called non-Christians. And that they too have fallen for words. And all they have are words about God and words about Jesus and words about the Holy Spirit. And all they ever use is are those words. And they have no peace. They're still uh, tormented by evil. They're still worried. They have fear. They have jealousy and envy and strife and revenge. Nothing has changed. But they never question that. The devil has convinced them that they are right. Go after your fellow man. Be jealous of your fellow man. 
Try to hurt your fellow man. You're better. You're right. And they do it. Forgive them. They know not what they do. They gossip. They're Christians. All in the name of Jesus. And they have all the fancy words. The deity of Jesus. The deity of Jesus. The grace. What about the grace? And they feel so good when they use those words, not realizing it's just a thrill. It's like taking a drink. It's just a thrill. One part of that movie that uh, we saw, I saw the other last weekend, and I forgot the name of the movie. What's the name of it, Sean? Nefarious. The devil said in that movie that he want. The, the question was asked of the devil, and I might not be quoting exactly how I said, but this is the gist of it. Why are you after human beings? And the devil said, because God loved them. Something like God loved them. And I'm trying to get back at God. And so what I do is destroy human beings to get back at God because he loved the human beings. And that's so true. That's like 100% true. God loves us. And Satan hate us because he hate God. And he's using human beings. He's just trying to destroy human beings to get back, to try to hurt God. He said, our plan is to hurt him, to punish him, and we do that by destroying what he loves, which is you. You are nothing but a means to the end. That is deep and 100% true. That's what the devil said. I believe in the Bible it says something like he promised God that he's going to destroy every man, woman, and child to try to hurt God. And the devil convinced even Christians that God is punishing you for your sins. And that God, wrath, something like that, is upon you. And God has nothing to do with it. But the people have been convinced. I just want to repeat that one more time. In this movie, devil will ask, was asked, why are you hurting human beings? I mean, yeah, why are you doing this? To human beings. And the devil said, our plan means more than one devil. There's a big devil and a whole lot of devils just work, working for the big devil. All in the name of Jesus. But the devil, the guy at the psychiatrist asked the devil, why are you doing this to human beings? 
They want to hurt God. The devil said our plan is to hurt him, referring to God, and to punish him, referring to God. And the way we do that is by destroying what he loves, which is you. You are nothing but a means to the end. You mean nothing to the devil. That's why he torments you. And then that's why he has the expert give you medication and the depressing pills because they're working on behalf of the devil to help destroy and torment you, keep you in your hell. I counsel with a lot of people now who are on those anti-depressant pills things. And if they miss one day, two days from doing it, it's like they're nuts. They go nuts. They can't have a reality at all. They think people are chasing them or after them or talking about them, want to hurt them. It's not even happening, but it's in their mind. And one other thing I want to quickly mention, and this is in the Bible, and yet the Christians can't see it. And you quote it to them, and yet they can't see it because they're seeing from without rather than from within. One thing you can bank on, you have been manipulated by evil. And we all are until we start to really, really shine the light on it from within. And the light is to be able to see what's going on in you. And stop identifying with it. And the light is the light of God, consciousness, the mind of God, and it'll destroy it. Because the devil is not even a chalice, it's not even a thought for God. No chalice at all. He has no power. Zero. He and his little demons has no power except you believe that he does. That's why you overreact. That's why you follow the will of the devil. But in the Bible it says, and you can find the scripture yourself, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. It's not against color. It's not against male or female. It's not physical. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in higher places. It's in you and it's in others outside of you. This is what the government is all about. Why do you think they're into wars and, 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 and scaring you, making you have fear? It's all about control. They're working on behalf of the devil for their own personal gain. And if you have fear, you'll fall for it. And a whole lot of people have fear. They have told you that the Chinese virus is over. People still wear masks because they have been scared into fear. And the devil said, don't take those things off. This, the, the Chinese virus is still out there. And they're not working on your behalf. They're working on their behalf to gain power, wealth, and control. Beat devils in high places, in the government. And then now they have this uh, world thing 
where all the governments get together. All the demons come together in high places and plan and plot how they're going to control the masses. I know we're going to put fear in them. What can we do to make the masses afraid? Let's come up with a new disease. Let's come up with something that will scare them and make them go on lockdown. All for the power, so-called power, but they're working on behalf of the devil because above them is evil too, controlling the masses, controlling the high-power people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And what do they do? The children of the lie, they tell you it's racism. They tell you it's slavery. They tell you it's sexism. They tell you it's this, it's that. And because you're not working on yourself, you believe it. Because you're seduced by words. You can overcome this. It's up to you. But only you. Nobody else can do it for you. You have to work on you. The kingdom of heaven is within. It's right at hand, and that's the truth. But you got to keep your eyes on what's happening inside of you. You got to keep your eyes on the not you. You're not your thoughts. You're not the feelings. You're not your body. You're neither the good feelings or the bad feelings. The one thing that this uh, female said yesterday in this interview, emotions are good. All human beings have emotions. We need emotions. Emotions are good. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But a lot of people believe that. A lot of people say, I, I need to have anger for power. I need to have anger to protect myself. And that's a lie. There's no one there to protect. Who are you protecting? So if there's no one there to protect, why do you need anger to protect no one? <laughs> what the? Forgive them. They know not what they do. That's what the son said to the father. The son didn't say, I forgive you. You know not what you do. He said, Father, forgive them. Talking to someone else. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. But yet the Christian tell you that, oh, that's God. Talking to himself, I guess. The world's in a mess, too. And it's getting worse. Because evil spirits, every human being is evil until their heart changed from hate to love. And that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We fight not against flesh and blood. It's Ephesians 6, 12. You can check it out. And this woman said yesterday, as I was interviewing her in the fallen state, I understand. And I know women push emotions real hard. You don't care about my emotions. You don't listen to me. You don't care how I feel. You're not supposed to care. That's evil. This woman said, 
She said, women want men with emotional intelligence. Women want men with emotional intelligence. That's evil. And there are a lot of men who are evil, can't see, and are trying to give it to them. Giving hell more hell. Happy wife, happy life, they say. No, happy wife, hell life. <laughs> Amazing. And then there are those people who they are they often say, I'm just like Job. What's happened to me is what happened to Job. Everybody and their mama want to be like Job. I'm just like Job. Like, what the? Everybody ain't Job. <laughs> Amazing. And the people who are saying they're just like Job have no faith. Because Satan attacked Job because God knew Job. Have faith in him. And Satan said, you know, you, you know what, man? You think Job have faith in you? Job just says that because he has everything. He's prosperous. He's wealthy. That's why he believes in you. God like, no, okay, whatever, Satan. I'm not going to argue with you. You're the devil. You're a liar. You're a deceiver. That's not why Job believed in me. Satan's like, okay, let me test him. And God said, all right. And Satan went to test Job. And Job was like, what the? I know this must be God allowing it to happen. Because he know I have faith in him. He know I'm one with him. I believe in him. Everybody and their mama nowadays want to be Job. <laughs> Church of Jesus Christ. Dot org. In a prologue, in a prologue, the Lord and Satan discuss Job's faithfulness and prosperity. Satan suggests that Job is righteous only because he is blessed. Watch this from Bible Project. So Job begins with a strange story that takes place up in the heavens, which are described something like a heavenly command center. So God is there with these angelic creatures called the sons of God, and they're all there reporting for duty. And God points out this guy Job, his servant, showing how righteous and good he is. And then one of these angelic creatures approaches. He's referred to in Hebrew as the Satan. This word is actually a title, which literally means the one who is opposed. He is the one questioning how God is running the world. And he proposes that Job might not actually love God, that he's only a good person because God rewards him. If God were to take away all of the good things he gave to Job, then we would see his true colors. Maybe he's obeying just to get what he wants. So God agrees to this experiment and allows the Satan to inflict suffering on Job. Amazing. Uh, the one thing I do want to tell you personally, I ain't talking about nobody else. I, I'm not talking about what I heard, though I have heard other people say it. Uh, 
understanding spirituality, understanding the warfare between good and evil is fascinating to me. And, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear myself saying this. <laughs> really? Because I didn't grow up thinking one day I'm going to be saying, understanding spiritual, uh, good and evil is fascinating. I never imagined it. But it's the more I see and understand, uh, I'm allowed to see and understand, it's fascinating. The more I see, the more I want. It's like the more you get, the more I want. Can't get enough of your love, babe. No, no. I tried and I tried and I tried. Can't get enough of your love, babe. It's fascinating. I have more of that in your phone calls and super chats when I come back from this break. It's Bible Thumper Thursday. Bible Thumper! You can live perfect peace on earth or you can stay in your hell on earth. I set before you life and death. Choose life. Back in a moment. You can't run from evil within yourself or outside of self. You got to deal with it. And you need good in order to deal with evil. And God is good. You need to return to the Father. And you'll see within you, He will fight the battle for you. And He will fight it without because He will show you how to deal with it. And you will have no fear. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nothing else. Nothing else means yourself, your children, your wife, your things, your ego, your reputation and all that. You can't care about any of that. The children of anger will use it to control you. But if you love God, he will renew your mind and none of those things will be before him. And so when they go after you, oh, well, you may take my body, you may take my things, but you're not going to take my soul. And that's a true reality. Welcome back, 888-7753-773, 888-77-JESSE. Um, I want to give you one more of the jokes, incident here, story, and then I get to your phone calls and super chat. The one thing I want every human being on this side of heaven to know, do what you want with it, though. No sweat off my back. No sweat off my Amerifro. I have a Amerifro, not an Afro, 
but a Marifro. What's up? <laughs> the one thing I want you to know of all human beings around the world, no matter where you live, what what you what language you speak, what you have or don't have, you possess with evil spirits. And that used to be known, it used to be said. You can hardly find a church that would sell you that now. But you're not on your own. When Paul said, and a whole lot of devil people, evil spirit people trying to even denounce Paul nowadays. When Paul said, the things I want to do, I can't. And the things I don't want to do, I do. Paraphrasing, I do. And I'm tired, paraphrase, I'm tired of fighting with myself. I'm tired of fighting with this. I finally realized it wasn't me. It's not me. It's something in me that's making me, paraphrasing, making me angry, making me, causing me to have fear, causing me to feel jealous and worry and strife and revenge and to believe thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time, and yet they make me believe them to cause me to have suicidal thoughts, to feel lonely, to be afraid of being poor. And once I got money, I'm afraid of being, I mean, when I'm poor, I'm afraid I'll never be rich. When I'm rich, I'm afraid I'll be poor again. It's something else driving me to give me all these false identities telling me I'm this and I'm that and I'm this. I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm a whatever, right? I realize it's not me. That's every human being on this side of heaven. Every human being, man, woman, male or female, that's everyone that's born through the woman. And everyone is. Christ was the only one that, and he came through the woman, but he wasn't born of the woman. He was born of the Father. And that's every human being. It's not you, folks. No psychiatrist or psychologist or counselor that's giving you medication for that is on your side. They're not on your side. They're not even trying to help you. They're trying to make money and power for themselves. But do what you want. Here's one other story then throughout the, the show today, I'll be putting in the whole story about Paul, uh, about Job. So we played the first song by where Job is doing that because he, he, um, you give him everything. You give him everything. You got that? Okay. And this is from the church of JesusChrist.org. Three of Job's friends come to comfort Job, but began to question his claim that he does not deserve his suffering. Watch this from Bible Project. And Job loses everyone and everything that he cares about. It is devastating. And remember, he deserves none of this. God himself said so. The remarkable thing is that in the midst of all this suffering, Job still praises God. At least 
for chapters one and two. But then in chapter three, we find out how he's really feeling inside. He unleashes this poem that reveals this devastation. It's a long, elaborate curse on the day that he was born. After this, some of Job's friends come to visit him to offer their help. And all of them are like, Job, you must have done something horribly wrong to deserve this. After all, we know God is just, and we know the world is ordered by God's justice and fairness, so you must be getting what you deserve. His friends keep speculating about why God might have sent such suffering, and they even start making up lists of hypothetical sins that Job must have committed. So by the end of the dialogue, Job demands that God come and explain himself in person, and God does so. Amazing. How many people have done that to you? Well, Joe, you must be sinning. You must be doing something wrong. Look what the people are saying about you. Job, you must be sinning. You claim to be a Christian. Why is this happening? And then they start making up Satan children, possessed. They come along to work with the devil to convince you that God is not with you. And if they mean more to you than what is right, you'll fall for it. Yeah. Don't leave me family. Don't leave me friends. Don't leave me. And you'll sacrifice your soul for a fake family and fake friends because you really don't want what's right. Look at yourself. Put your eyes on what's happening in you. That's all you need to do is watch. Stand at the gate within and watch, and the light will do the rest. It's a battle between darkness and light inside of you. And outside of you, inside of others. Let me go to, is it Brittany? Britain? Britain. A first-time caller out of British Columbia. Britain. Uh, Britain. I don't know if I accidentally hit the raw button there or what. Call what back. Up? I know. 888 53773. Seven, seven. I accidentally hauled up on Brittany from British Columbia. Her around the world by everybody and their mama. Let me go to that. Oh, that's Britain. Oh, good. Britain. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? Oh, uh, uh, well, man, st- I'm sorry for hanging up on you. Yeah, hey, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything there. happens for a reason. So what now? Everything happens for a reason. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. So um um well uh I was just listening to your what you were just talking about. I got a question for you, but uh just on the Job thing. Uh I was thinking well you know, I'm like Job, right? You're like Job? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> want to be like Job. Yeah, it's up, baby no. Jessica's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was just looking at that. One thing uh, I noticed, like, his friends come in and try to explain to him, right? Like, hey, Job, you must be doing something. And uh, it seemed like, in a sense, Job... I mean, even even Job was wrong. Job was saying, 
still didn't even know he was wrong. But in the end, he thought somehow God owed him an explanation. He he was doing something right, and God needed to explain how how did how this happen? If I, I'm not doing anything wrong, but he he also didn't even see his lack of belief, and that's what the devil. Uh, that's what God used the devil to get out of him was, hey, Job, you sort of think that you deserve something. Still, you have a self-righteousness. That's what Elihu, the young guy, came in and explained in the end, hey, you three are wrong, but Job, you're wrong too. Right? And God sort of used him to explain to him, hey, you got you can do nothing without me, right? So that's just what I, my two cents. The Job story is fascinating to me, and the outcome of it is even more fascinating but what happens when Job is going through this suffering thing? I literally know people that that's happening to right now. They they uh, they try to do right, and they their friends come to them and say, "Oh, this is that," or the family members, and yet they have to. They just stand strong. They don't give up. They don't stop just because the spirits of evil come around and try to stop them. And that's what happened with Job. He didn't completely fall for the lie. He stayed with it. And that's amazing to be able, in spite of what's happening around you through other people and what's happening inside of you by evil spirits, if you stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, the devil will have to depart from you. It's so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And it sort of leads into what what I was saying. I don't know what I'm going to ask you, but... uh, in the sense that he, he didn't give up his faith and he was walking in what he knew, you know, what he knew about God. Yes. But he didn't see the, he didn't see what he still needed to, to let go of was the little bit of self-righteousness and a little bit of that part of my works have, have allowed this, you know, uh, and, and give it up completely and say, I can do nothing without you. You know, he thought he had that thought that some, some part of me is getting, uh, a raw deal here from God. Well, I'm not sure, and, and and I'm not ruling it out right now, but I'm not sure that Job doubted that because he always knew, even through all his suffering, he knew that God was allowing it to happen and that God had given Job, uh, God had given Satan permission to do it, but he just didn't know why. I, I know, but I mean, Take a look at it again, but I think when you see when the kid comes in, he's saying even Job had a little slight bit of, and that's why God called the devil, because God sees his, his problem, right, that Job doesn't see. And he says, hey, devil, look how great Job is. And he uses devil as his servant, like he used Nebuchadnezzar as a servant against Daniel and uh, against Israel, right? Uh, he, he would say, he says, hey, look at Job. And he knew the devil going, no, Job's not that great. And, uh, and then he would ask to refine him, and in a sense, he he got to use the devil to refine him and help Job, and the devil thinks in his own will. I'm really not sure it. if it went that way, but I understand. But I'm okay, not sure well, that... Take, take a look at it again, and see right. what you think. maybe we'll talk later. Okay, yeah. all right. The question, okay, the question I had was, that, um, I just started listening to you a couple weeks ago, I just love almost every single thing you say, and I'm not saying, but, okay, so, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, uh, I, I, I kind of, I just sort of clarify what you think, but what you say is sometimes, like, okay, if you've got, 
any sort of sin, you're daddy the devil. And I understand that to some extent you're still under the influence of evil. We're not but, any kind of sin, but if you have anger, anyone that has anger has hatred. Anyone that has hatred, Satan is their God. Anyone that has anger. Okay. Just, I, I think just being new and, and just hearing it for the first time, uh, it almost seems like when you say when you're born again, you don't sin, right? When, when anger is taken away from you, it's impossible for you to become angry. As long as you, and because it's impossible, you never play God again because you now understand. You're not judging because you have love and not anger, not hate. Anger is hatred. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I, I'm just, uh, I just, I think it might be confusing because like, there's a sort of a weird dichotomy, I guess. I hate using these fancy words, but there's either Christians that think that they you get born again when they believe and they're baptized, and then they feel like this little change where, oh, maybe I don't really want to sin, like you were talking about Paul. I don't want to sin, but I keep sinning, but I'm born again, so I'm all good. And then the other people... But the other thing that Paul meant was, I'm just going to give up trying to save myself. I'm going to stop fighting this thing, and I'm going to let God's will be done, let God fight it. He was just saying, I've been fighting with these spirits thinking that there was something I could do about it because I didn't understand that it wasn't me. It's something else driving me, so I give up. And that's what we have to do. We got to lay our weapons down and give up the fight and let the Spirit of the Father fight on our behalf, and he will. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that. And so, so what's your question for me because of time? Okay, sorry. Um, the question is, do you see in the Bible where, uh, just like, oh, good. sorry, uh, just like uh, in the Bible it says, uh, you're born again into a living hope, and through belief he declares you righteous, but then you're born as a child of God, but eventually you become a son of God, and he's talking about, there's it's almost like two born agains. You're born again into a living hope, and then you're born again as a son of God, like, and, and and in that time, through faith, God comes alongside of you and helps you, like Paul said there, and and uh, helps you. And what's your question you for me? Uh, is that is that what you're saying? Like, do you agree with that? Because I, I sometimes I got the idea that, but I do understand what you're saying uh, from what you explained. But uh, do you like just to help other Bible thumpers, if you want to call them that? Hopefully, that's not me, but. Um, <laughs> Well, seven, <laughs> if I, I'm not quite understanding what you ask, asking, asking, well, but salvation is of the heart. Once you forgive, because all human hearts are wicked. Anyone that has anger has a wicked heart. They're evil, right? And so, but once you go and forgive your mother and your father, then your heart change. You take away the spirit of anger from the heart. And now your heart is of his heart, which is perfect love. And once you take away, once he take that away from you, the anger, then he allows you to see that you're not your thoughts and you're not the feelings, but that's the spirit that made a home in you. And he destroys that. And you stop identifying with thoughts and feelings. Now you're back to where you belong. You're one with the father again. Yeah, and then you just keep those feelings outside. 
of you from now well, on. There is no feeling that, there's no even that's not even a battle anymore because once the devil departs from you, he has to go make a home in somewhere else. He has to completely leave you alone because now you're back with the father. Okay, and then he put a hedge around you at that point, you're saying. Right, you have you have a spiritual protection all around you. Awesome. Okay, great. Invincible spiritual protection where the spirit of the devil, which is inside of other people, can't get to you when they come after you. They can't touch you. Yeah. Like it says in the Bible, the evil one does not touch you. Yes. Awesome. Amazing. Call me again. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) And I love and I love Nefarious. That's an awesome movie. I saw it a long time ago, and you reminded me I'm going to watch it again. Right on. Let me know what you think once you watch it again. Oh, I will. I will. I'll have a way to... I was probably not even a Christian or just a baby Christian at that time. I didn't come to Christianity until I was about 49. Right on. Great oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. 888 773 Let me go to... Scott out of Colorado. Scott, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, my friend. It's been a while. Hey, Scott. Oh, he has risen from the dead. <laughs> and he's alive. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Um, but I called to let you know that um, my wife of 46 years, Debbie, passed away on January 19th from complications from surgery. And I... I know you met her and all that. So I, I love Deborah. You Are you serious? Yeah, I am, unfortunately. <laughs> May her soul rest yeah. in peace, man. Yeah, it does. She was saved, and we're both believers. So uh, there's, You there's had no an amazing there. wife. Yeah, she was. Thank you. So how, how, how are you and the children dealing with this? You know, we're sad. We miss her, you know, but, but we all know uh, that we will be reunited, and uh, that's what gives us our hope. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Well, may her yeah. soul rest in peace. You sound the same. Oh, do I? You do, too. <laughs> <laughs> you sound exactly the same. <laughs> oh, man, man may, her, may Debbie's soul rest in peace. Yes, thank you, Jesse. I appreciate that, my friend. I really mean that, and, too. And uh, you No, know, I know you do. I know you do. That's why I called you, because I know you do. I know how sincere you are. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad right. I got to know her and met her and know her and and I know that you yeah. and your wife had an amazing marriage, so right on. Yep. Yeah, we done good. <laughs> right on, man. Well, I wish you well through this. Just don't hold on to don't grieve too long because it would turn into depression. Yes. And agreed. and that's be grateful you had that chance with her. You had a mar- amazing wear, uh, marriage and move yep. on with life and be don't hold on. Let the thoughts go and emotion. Don't hold on to that. Agreed, Jesse. And uh, the closest to depression I've ever been, I've never even been close. But now I kind of know what it feels like. But yeah, I didn't yeah. go. I didn't go there, you know. But and and I agree with you. You can't hang on to it for too long. So no, yeah, no, too much suffering like that, grieving, it will bring on depression. I counsel with people who lost someone like that. And as yeah. years go by, they're still depressed, not realizing yeah. they have believed into the imagination, and it's not even necessary to be feeling that way. Well, if Debbie knew I was doing that. She'd tell me to knock it off. Yeah, 
<laughs> after the, for sure. <laughs> wow. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she sure would, man. What the? Well, I appreciate, yeah, what the? I appreciate you letting me know, and if there's anything I yeah. can do, let me know. Thank you, Jesse. I'll call you again. I got some other things I'd like to talk to you about. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, my friend. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Amazing. I haven't heard from him in a long Scott from Colorado in a long time. Amazing. <clears throat> um, let me type a note. 888-775-3773. While, um, oh, we're coming to a break. I'm gonna, almost at a break. I don't know where to go. Phones are smoking. We got to do Super Chat. I want to finish the Job story. What the? Super Chat. Super Chat. Super Chats. Evgeny Crosby gave a couple of diamonds. Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin That's are right. over in Russia watching church with Jesse Lee Peterson. That's right. Amazing. <laughs> Mr. Pink bought a coffee to answer the biblical question. Why does God allow you? To Why does God allow the, the, the devil. devil to attack you? Axe emoji. God allows all things, for nothing in the world exists outside of his will. He allows Satan to work his mess in this world in order for us to be able to discern the truth through tribulation and trial. If we didn't understand what evil is, we would not be able to comprehend good. Uh, blessed is the man who endures temptation. James 1.12. For what he has tried, when he has tried, he will receive the crown of life, which Thank the Lord Thank you very promised. much. I gotta come to a break. Thank you. That was a long one. <laughs> I forgot what the question was. Back in a moment, two more hours to go. Now, I totally disagree with the way things are going, but you can't be angry because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to control you. They do things to make you mad so they can control you. It's like being married. And the wife would do things to make you mad or she would do things to make you feel good. And men do that to women too when they want something from the woman, especially sex. They'll make her feel good or they'll make her angry. And the woman's going to have to say, you don't want to be angry. You want to speak up. You want to disagree with what's going on. It's wrong. But do not be angry. Then you won't have fear. You won't have doubt. You won't have worries. You'll be able to see. But you got to stay away from anger. That's why you must forgive your mothers and your fathers so that you can overcome the spirit of anger. It's a spirit and it's wicked. Nothing good in anger. Because it has no love, folks. You need love to defeat evil. And love is not a weakness. It's a strength. It's from God. It's his nature. The Supreme Court is taking up uh, the insurrection, hypocritical anti-Trump disqualification DQ case. And uh, there's missing Marines somewhere in uh, California, Southern California. It is in a snow-covered area. What a mess. And speaking of California, there's a lot of water mismanagement. But they did capture some storm water, so we'll see what happens. This is the end of our one of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, Bible Thumper Thursday, February 8th, A.D. 2024. There is one line open you can call in right now. During Hake News, not fake news, the far-left female-run outlet, The Skim, reports, today the so-called Supreme Court is considering whether our greatest president, Donald J. Trump, can stay on the ballot. Last year, the Colorado, Colorado State Supreme Court disqualified Trump from their state's upcoming presidential primary. The state justices, all Democrats, 
sided with a group of voters who had argued his actions during the January 6th insurrection, which it was not, violated the 14th Amendment, specifically the part that disqualifies insurrectionists from holding office. Ridiculous. It's the first time the so-called insurrection clause has been used to try and disqualify a presidential candidate. Now the Supremes, because they're a bunch of women, basically, at heart, today in an unprecedented case, they're hearing arguments that could affect Trump's bid for the presidency, so they speculate. Give me a break. A few possibilities. The Supreme Court could settle whether Trump engaged in a in so-called insurrection, something that he was acquitted of by the Senate, by the way, in his second uh, phony impeachment. Or it could focus on the technicalities of the insurrection clause, like whether it applies to the presidency. If the justices side with the Colorado ruling, Trump's eligibility could be impacted in other states like Maine's. Remember that supposedly white woman, uh, Secretary of State, tried to disqualify Trump there, I think? It's not clear whether the so-called Supreme Court, three of the justices were appointed by Trump, could issue when they will issue a ruling. Trump has called the case anti-democratic, as in let the people vote, with his legal team maintaining that keeping him off the ballot would disenfranchise millions of voters, which is true. Not since Bush v. Gore in 2000 has the Supreme Court played such a pivotal role, say the ladies at the skim, in a U.S. election. Super Tuesday is less than a month away. I think that's early March, March 4th or 8th, something like that. The leading Republican candidate faces 91 charges of criminal on across four criminal cases. And now the so-called Supreme Court could play a defining role in his candidacy. <laughs> uh, the missing Marines crew... Rescue crews are searching a remote, snow-covered area of SoCal. Did you know that Southern California does get snow, in parts, uh, after a military helicopter with five Marines aboard did not arrive at a San Diego base as scheduled? The Marines were on a training flight Tuesday night. Eventually, reported they were reported overdue after not arriving at the base. Authorities said they found the helicopter Wednesday morning in a mountainous area some 30 miles east of San Diego Station. The San Diego Station did not share the condition of the aircraft. What a mess. The, air, the helicopter was described as one that could move troops and equipment and carry as much as 16 tons of cargo per the, uh, the Navy. That's terrible. What a mess. I wonder if that's... Uh, Camp Pendleton? No, I don't know. Anyway, uh, California water mismanagement, CNN, Commie Nonsense Network, CNN reports, 5 billion gallons, roughly, of stormwater they captured in uh, water facilities in SoCal this week amid record-breaking rainfall, because we had a lot of rain. Water mismanagers across the West, and I do mean mismanagers, are facing the urgent need to conserve storm runoff to prepare for the next drought, since California demon rats refused to build up reservoir because of f- reservoir- reservoirs because of phony environmentalism. They've been blowing money on stupid stuff, defying voters' mandate across the recent decades. What a mess. So ridiculous, right? And... Uh, there's a whole lot, bunch of mess going on with the Middle East. I'll tell you about it in the next break. Uh, I'm James Haig. Now back to JLP. Uh, Bible Thumper Thursday, Hour 2. Hang tight.